Every day, people call me, email me, Skype me, and the problem resides in the head. The elbow isn't in last week. It isn't. The knees aren't worried about 2003. (laughs) It isn't. That's why the solution, that's why the problem can be you, seemingly, and therefore the solution's you. Because if the problem is you're identified as as what you're not, then when you see that, you're the solution to it. When the identification is, is, is noticed not to be you, there's the solution. If you're not noticing it, if, you're, if, if, there's, if the lion has taken itself to be a sheep, when it hears the message, hey, you're a lion, it's going to hear it as a sheep. And now the lion, believing it's a sheep fervently, will try to become like a lion. It'll go to roaring lessons. It could roar in one second. It's, not, it's, it's, it's an innate capability, but now it has to study for two years to roar. You know what I mean? It's just insane. So the problem resides in the head, as AA would say. Hey, why not? It, goes, it says it. It's beautiful if you read the book. It really is. I mean, you're going to give it the meaning it has, but... That book is alive. It brings out a lot. So it says, why are you in so much fear today? And that's what most people are in, yes, seemingly. They're in anxiety, basically. It's not fear, because there's no apparent threat. An apparent threat would be meant, it would be appropriate maybe to get fearful. But we're reacting to what's not happening, and it's producing anxiety which mimics fear, but it isn't fear, yeah? Because fear is an emotion, anxiety is made from the fundamental activities, yeah? So it says, why are we in so much fear today? And you could make it every day, you know? You just say, why are we in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed me? Now, that's not you, see? There's a reliance on self, we have become identified as a thing, and the thing is being called a self, and we're relying on that idea of self, and that reliance is what's producing the fear. Because what we're relying on is a failed system. Yet we have total faith in it, and it's our own faith, it's not our own, it's just faith, but our faith in it, our faith in the thoughts, is what's producing the anxiety. How can a thought about next week produce anything? There's nothing, next week isn't happening. How could it get, how could it produce anything? <clears throat> but if there's faith, which is our role, if there's faith in the failed system, we're going to produce tons of anxiety to the point where the anxiety will be more dominant than what's ever happening right now. Because the, what the mental production produces overrides the conscious contact. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching doesn't seem to be enough to override the thinking about yesterday and tomorrow. Something is dominating this event. Yeah. And we can break it down and down and down and down. You and I role in the thoughts are the sense of mind in front of them. That's our role. 
Either we're giving that over, and then the mind connects to the thought, and that makes the thought much more powerful, because it's our juice that's being siphoned into that fucking dead car. Yeah. Or, you see that these are just thoughts, or as in a simple example would be they're alcoholic thoughts, because you can, if you've ever been in recovery, it's difficult, but it does happen, to override the evidence that gets represented. You go to meetings for months, and you come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts, or they're not my thoughts? And then you hear a lot of people that share in just like how you feel and how you think, and, 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 and you do the same thing, they do the same things that you did. It's got to lead to the point, if they, if all of you have my thoughts, they can't be mine. My is like a proprietary statement. <laughs> you know what I mean? My means it's mine. <laughs> Not ours. As, why is that? Why is there relief when you see a thought as at least a secondary leap of at least they're our thoughts, it makes it a lot easier to deal with than when they're yours. When they're yours, it's like the spotlight of interest and attention gets focused, and now you become the center of the universe. You're not much, but you're all that you think about. That's a fucking weird situation to be in. You know? And then, and then this makes this seem so big, but I'll tell you something. The greatest beneficiary of you losing interest in the self is the body. Because the body cannot take being the center of the universe. <laughs> it can't jump 40 feet. It can't fornicate for 12 hours with eight straight people. It has a lot of severe limitations. Yes? For it to have all that weight that, you know what? You're going to be everything. It's just way, way too much. When that big mental head gets off, this egg finally breathes far out. So, if you want relief, see it. That's your, that is the quality that all the other shit doesn't have. All the other shit appears to be so, but what you are is what's so. We can outweigh anything the mental state does, and at least, if you don't allow them to compel an action, you won't be walking around the rest of your life with tattoos. Yeah? Just like I used the example of go out with my girlfriend for six years, maybe I, in my head I hated her like 80 times, you know? But I never said it. And so she never even knew what was going on, and you know, we finished dinner and everything went well. Then one day I blurted out, you know, I've, my head worked on me, you know, oh, you know what, I hate your fucking guts. Now, that night maybe I drink, or I go home, watch three movies, I, go, I sort of forget it, but she never forgets it. And then she calls all her friends, and they never forget it. And now I'm tattooed, in a sense, at least in my relationships, by that one thought. The, that, it's like all these things are trying to break the surface and wear the surface. The thought system has to convince us to do something for it to extend its life. Yeah? Or it's just another bubble that goes on and on and on. But when a thought can provoke this to do something, then it gets life here. It gets life, and it, get, it proves that it has a life by its effects. Yeah? It affects you now. 
Yes. Seeming or affects someone else. So it extends its importance. So that's why they're always like yipping at the heels. They seem to be so persistent because they want to get out. They want to get out here. Yeah? They're like having a kettle of dogs. They're yelping and screaming. They've got to take a piss. But in this case, the thoughts just want to break the surface. They want to, they want to, they try to produce this, this atmosphere of fuck it. And then it's just pushing, push, and then suddenly you go, okay, fuck it. And then you make the call, and you do the email, and you say, I hate you, or whatever. And it goes out into cyberspace, and then the tattoos appear. <laughs> now, if they hadn't broken the surface, the streaming of thoughts would have just kept going on and on and on, not causing any havoc for anybody, not drowning anyone, nothing, yes? But the point is, there's a compulsion. The mental state is using the thoughts to break through the surface. And we're the surface. We're like the interface. Yeah. So while the thoughts are like this, there's no, they're nobody's thoughts. None. What happens to us? It's like, you never hear of the iCloud? Well, this is like the me cloud. So the me cloud is tons and tons of ideas and thoughts and everything. Nobody's just there. You're not paying. You're going to pay for them. But you're not paying for the storage. But there they are. And then you hit, during the day, things happen. Or you wake up and you hit that one thing on your uh, keyboard, which is Paul. And then Paul is like, with a mind, and then the thoughts that are just going start siphoning through Paul, because they're my thoughts. And then some of them have such a power and urge, maybe they, maybe they you know, they uh, spawn or they fornicate with a feeling, so they become super powerful. Thought with a feeling wrapped around it, it's like, oh yes, it's coming out. And then it comes out, and then it, le- and it produces effects. That's how it extends itself. That's how it goes. You see, I'm here. I am real because I caused an effect. And it has seemingly in the dream. Yeah? And that one thought getting out can leave a, it can make a big impression. And all the other millions of thoughts, they're like, that's the Jackie Robinson of thoughts. It's like the hero of thoughts. So they follow the same thing. Just batter the beaches of the person's consciousness. Thoughts all day. Fucking reactions from the past all day. So something, he'll say that fucking thing. He'll buy that thing that gets him in a 40-year mortgage. He'll do somehow or another. Get him on that flight paper. Because then he's going to rely on me. Yeah. It's, so the thoughts that seem to provoke the unmanageability will be what I, what's called upon to manage the unmanageability. And to me, that's, what my, that's the source of my unmanageability in life. It's not that life's unmanageable. It's unmanageable when I'm managing it. When my head's managing it, it's incredibly unmanageable. So if you don't, if you can see the thoughts aren't yours, if you stop, because go to a park and there's 30 kids, where's your attention going to go to? The one kid that's yours, yeah? It's the same thing with thoughts. The thoughts are going by, blah, blah, blah. But if they're seen as yours, there's a curiosity about them. Even though you've down, you've gone that, that up and back and forth on this train to nowhere, you know, go back five years, <laughs> you're, it's like we're addicted. Truly. And to me, that's the original addiction. It's the mental state's addiction to being a self. 
That's why you want to get loaded. I wanted to get loaded to get out of the original addiction, which is this, the thought system. The thought system wanting to make love to itself. So if the mind weakens, what happens? The thoughts stay thoughts. Yeah? After a while, you see the pattern of them, and after a while, you lose a lot of interest in them because they're not yours. Just like I'm not going to sit and listen to Stanley's thoughts all fucking day. You know? I wouldn't listen to him for two minutes. But I've been listening to the thoughts about me for 40, 50 years. What's the difference? Well, these are mine, and those are Stanley's. That's it. The thoughts are there's no... I don't have a super high distilled quintessence of thoughts. It's just run-of-the-mill, stock version of self-centeredness. But what makes, them, makes it so special is that we think it's ours, or it's about us. That's it. That's the, that's the blue. That's the shine on it. That's the veneer. Yeah. And once you gain, that's the same thing with drinking. Abstinence is the key. The same thing with thoughts, basically. Same thing with feelings. If they're not your feelings, then they're just feelings. And what feelings do? They come and go. Thoughts come and go. When they're your feelings, they're put to work. The mental state uses them to prove something. Thoughts are constantly put, they're like the working ants of the fucking mental state. It's constantly using thoughts. Constantly. It has an intention. And I, heard, I listened to this lady from England today. And it, the suffering can be exquisite. Exquisite. Because we, have, we're, we all have our own little private porno theater. So I don't know. I can only refer to my porno theater when you talk about yours. Yours may have many more seats than mine does. Kind of vision and surround sound. I don't know, but I have a, a strong suspicion that I have no idea what people are going through. And who am I to judge what they're doing from where I am? Because they may be having a much fucking harder time. I've never been depressed for periods of time. I don't have no idea. I would never give advice in a way to someone who says they're clinically depressed. I have no fucking idea what that would be like. Really. I mean, I've had bummer bummer days, but not six months. So there is a solution. If you go to the exact nature of the wrong, and that's why that's how is a dovetail between recovery and non-duality. Because non-duality is like the program before the program. So you may be believing such a condition that you have to do the program to get relief, but where the real the relief of the program will lead back to the prior program, which is there's no need to do fucking anything, because none of it ever happened. But if you're in this situation, you can't use this as a fucking philosophy. It won't work. You know what I mean? You can't use non-duality as a tool to make your life better. You can't. But here's the program of AA. does it quite well. You get over certain things. You're not getting arrested every day. You're not flipping out in public every day. This and that. Things get a lot better. The, you know, the... Yes, so the program works. It diminishes the mental condition. But if you took it all the way, you'd go, end up right where you were to begin with, which is non-duality. You would end up that there's a freedom that's not a parallel or an opposite of bondage. There's a freedom that's prior to bondage and freedom. Yeah? There's an inherent state that nothing that's ever happened here has had any effect on. 
Yeah. But you can't make a leap from this program to the to the prior program. Yeah. But if you allow this program to do its work, yes, then the opportunity to entertain this, so suddenly the path to illumination gets illuminated by you, by the non-dual hit. Yeah. So now you really light up AA because you're at the solution, looking at the way to get to the solution. And then you realize you don't need to get to the solution, but now the action figure is based on habits, so like I don't think about going to meetings, I just think which one. Yeah. I have habits now that keep me safe, where my old habits kept me in jail. <laughs> habits are good to do it because habits are actions without thoughts. And that's what you need if the problem resides in the mind. Why would you want the problem to have any say in the solution? It's insane. Why would you want that to be a consulting factor of, uh, well, tell me, you know, should I go to a meeting? Of course, it's, of course it's going to go, no. <laughs> you don't need that. Because it wants, it, you're its only customer. It doesn't want to lose you. It doesn't want you to go anywhere. It will be grudgingly, okay, join in if you have the willingness, but it's waiting to fucking erode whatever possibilities that are being offered. It's a parasite. A parasite doesn't change its, its, its like, dots. It's like a snake is going to bite you if you're nice to it or not. It's just, that's the nature of a snake. So, DAA, a lot of people are calling me about this. They really like non-duality to take the place of a. <laughs> well, there isn't a person, so if there isn't a person, then there is no alcoholic, and there's no alcohol, I don't have to do anything. I said, okay, try it. <laughs> because you're trying to talk about the result instead of living the result. Because when you live it, it ain't a result. It just is. It's just untouchably is. Yes. I know it's not much of an interjection section, but um, but you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> I love when people do that. You know, it's not right to take the pie, but they've already taken the piece of pie. I know it's not right. So now they get your permission. Yeah, yeah, uh, when you talk about like uh, when somebody reacts, like uh, you know, Frank gets this off about something and then he lets it fly with his girlfriend or whatever, and she tattoos him and uh, and then calls up all her friends. It's sort of like. They also kind of got to be in the same kind of that, you know, reaction mode. So, in other words, so like if if you're kind of already in that, like if you're kind of already like getting some freedom from that mode, and then you you make a mistake or whatever, or somebody else does, like in other words, like you flip out, you know, and say something funky. Um, sort of like now. I'm kind of having an understanding, so I'm kind of like, well, you just looked out and things get said and done. So it's sort of like you're off the hook and everyone else is off the hook. Exactly. So it takes a lot of sort of being people of cohesion, kind of, and like, you know. Of course, you can, they may think you're ta- you've been tattooed, but you don't need to be tattooed. Yeah. I'm just telling you one of the pitfalls that can happen. Yeah. Yes. 
so maybe by you know when you kind of attract people on the same in the same wavelength, you know, it's sort of like everybody's off the hook and maybe you know create that's probably what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, well, I'm just, this is like, you ever see the side of a cigarette packet, there's the warning, that's, every talk is just warning. It's a warning, really. You know, it's, a, it's just trying to warn you that the mental state's going to claim whatever you bring it in contact with. That's what it's going to do. So, if it's uh, enlightenment, it will claim to be the one who wants to get enlightened, and it will use enlightenment, which means cessation of all suffering, to produce suffering. Because now you'll be comparing yourself. Am I enlightened? Are they enlightened? It's just like, it brings... See, all these names that imply freedom are used by the mental state to produce the exact opposite. See, this is the trick. So once you recognize it, and it's not personal, you'll see its movement, yeah? And its movement is, if something happens, it's like this. I used to always love this example of the epiphanies, yeah? So there's an epiphany. You ever hear of epiphany? Let's say you're just living your life, and suddenly it's interrupted. Like something happens, a download or something, and there's a displacement. And it's really pretty, actually really cool in a lot of ways. And then, but I notice when it seems to end is when these thoughts arise, which is, I'm having an epiphany. <laughs> as soon as the mental state wakes up from the knockout punch, which it will, and then it gets, Gathers gets his belt up, all right, and then claims the epiphany. And it will be, and it'll be so quick that you'll be immediately in that glove, yeah? Your, your hand, which is totally free from it, will go right into the glove, and then you'll be thinking from the glove. Yeah. So, oh, I had an epiphany, and then you want to tell everyone you had an epiphany, and there it goes. See, there's that old story we used to use where the uh, you're in a world that only has one sense. The only way you can experience this place is by feeling. Yeah. All right. And then in this world, there's scriptures which describe heaven sort of like being in a giant bed of rose petals, and the softness is so sublime, so incredible. And a lot of people are working to get to that point in this world, but they all have a glove on, without, unbeknownst to them. And the glove is rough, yeah? So everything it feels, feels rough. It can feel the softest thing, like a baby's ass, but it will feel rough. Even though in, in like chapter 5 of the scriptures, they, they go off on the baby's ass softness, but when you finally do it, you go, it's not really soft. It's, so it may turn into a belief. Yes, baby's asses are soft, but there's no sense felt in this. You didn't get it, yeah? So because every time everything you touch, you got gets translated through the one love. Everything. This is it. This is what's happening here. We're, we're, living, we're living life seemingly, but we're getting an interpretation of it. And not from our heart, not from our soul, but from the head. Yeah? And therefore, everything we feel is rough. Now what would happen if the, the hand finally got the idea that it's not a glove? What would arise in it? The possibility it could take the glove off. But while you're identified as the glove, that possibility never dawns on you. Because it's sort of like, in AA, they talk about the book, A New Pair of Glasses. So, all right, so now we're trying to get glasses to correct the distortion of the other glasses. But have we ever really ever felt for those glasses? 
We call them our eyes, so we assume this is the how we look, and it's not working, so i got to get a new pair of glasses. But maybe if you felt you'd see that you had a pair already, that if you just took them off, you wouldn't have to keep getting corrective lenses. You would see. But the possibility won't dawn on you, because what mutes the possibility is identification as it. The identification of the hand being the glove makes the hand never question or entertain, I could pull this my fucking hand out of here. Because it says every time it pulls out, it's the glove. It's never left behind. That's identification. And it isn't so, but it seems to be so. You never, the hand has never been the glove, ever. But what it's listening to all day assumes it's the glove, has a history of it being the glove, has a future where it's going to be the glove, and all you're hearing about you is as a glove. So it's quite easy to forget that you're a hand. But do you, but, but is the hand forgotten? No, the hand's still the hand. It could have pulled out at any time. But it never entertains the possibility. This, these messages are about finally entertaining the possibility. Hey! If I'm not that, for me it was, if I'm not that, I can be free from it. It's as simple as that. And as soon as I dawned on me, I stopped trying to be free as it. Because it's going nowhere. I started, I started having the relief from self. And, when, and what happens when you have the relief from it, you start knowing why you didn't have the relief. You know why the relief wasn't seemingly available when it's available. Because there's something's missing or weakened now that was stronger before. Yeah? And you know what? I'm telling you, it's the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing. Identification is what you're not. That's it. The obscuring factor that's keeping us obscured from what's going on is us in activity. We're in the activity of being identified as a self. And mind being, big mind, being the only reality there is, if it believes something is so, it seems to be so. How can, in AA they say, false evidence appears real, one of the acronyms of fear. Now, if you look at that, I've heard it so many times, but just look at it. How could false evidence appear real? If it's false, how could it appear real? Wouldn't it need something to appear real too? I would say it has to appear real to what's real. So I've got to believe the false evidence is true for it to produce an effect. And you don't think that's happening all day? I mean, really. Look at the problem activity and you'll see you as the solution. Because you are the problem. If false evidence... If there was a seeing of the false evidence, would it, have, would it be able to produce a real consequence? No. But if false evidence appears real to what's real, it can seem to produce a consequence. Then what's real will think it's a body, will sense it's a body, will forget that it's everything and take itself to be a special something.
we brought it right to the fucking knuckle, you know? Can't go any farther. That's where the grace is. That's where the, the leap that is no leap occurs. Yeah? We've taken ourselves as far back as we can. We've taken ourselves to the presupposing of the non-existent thing. And then explaining all its efforts is wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. That's why it's fundamentally flawed, because it's trying to get free, or it's trying to get freedom for a non-existent thing. So the, what would the, that would be trouble, wouldn't it? If there was a lifetime of trying to get freedom for a non-existent thing, that would produce effects. And the solution is realizing you're not the non-existent thing. Yeah, that's the freedom from it. You just—you don't have to vanquish it or kill it. It's non-existing. It only appears to be true to you. If you give—if you take its fundamental platform away, which is identification as, it really doesn't have much oomph. Whatever oomph it has will slowly die because it's maybe built a momentum in time, but it's running out of gas. You would—you was. The mental state was siphoning the gas it's using out of us. We took what was false to be true. Did it make it true? No. It only appeared to be true to what's true. What's true is untouchable. Never been marred or tattooed or affected here. Whatever. Whatever. Yes? Yeah. And what's beautiful is here, even in this place of time, you know the influence of time? Can you imagine a tornado that lasted for 43 days? What fucking damage would happen? Sometimes they last for 30 seconds, and it could be incredible. Can you imagine if somebody just turned the time knob? All right, let's have tornadoes for like 33 days. Yeah, all of August, a fucking 200-mile-per-hour wind tornado is going to go through and not feels like cities and towns. Or the earthquake. Oh, we get a seven-second rumble. How about, you know, 30 days? <laughs> all those little, all the little, all the boots and Eiffel Towers would be flipped out on the Monopoly game board. <laughs> You're just flying. You know what I mean? <laughs> all they had to do is switch a little more. Just give it a little more time. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, I was just thinking, so I've been watching these ultra 4K on this huge TV tornadoes. <laughs> you know, and they go counterclockwise. Monsters, huge power. But luckily, 40 seconds, maybe, you know? The maybe it was on the ground for two minutes. That's like a fucking marathon for a tornado. Can you imagine? Oh, let's stretch it out. How about two years? <laughs> two years, two year tornado. Time, it's, this is dreaming. What, what is nothing, if you added a couple hours to it, be excruciating. It's all dreaming. All the effects are based, they, they're based on ingredients. There's got to be you in it. And then a big ingredient is time. So let's say you're bummed out for an hour. But then your head will say it's going to last forever. So now the mental state, because it does know where the knobs are for time, and it will go, <laughs> so watch it. If you're feeling great, it gets suspicious in like 10 minutes. But then it has one little feeling, and it's like it's heralding a lifelong depression. 
you got to be it's just going <laughs> you're getting so little and he's just zapping you all fucking day do you want that to really be your GPS <laughs> I think it's fucking insane Watch it, doesn't it? You're in a, you're having a bad day at work. It's like an, it's like an era, you know, like an epoch. It's like it feels like eighty years. And then you're having a great time. Time goes. You never sit and question. Wait a minute. I think I'm giving too much meaning to time, as if it's a real solid thing. It sure seems to have a lot to do with me. You know what I mean? If I'm feeling pretty good, time seems to go pretty fast. If I'm not, it gets dragged out. And you ever get into an accident when you're spinning? It time stops. You know, just a do 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 do. You can you know cut your nails. It's just waiting for the impact. It just totally turns the knob, and it's a do 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 do. I'll know how bad it is when I get the speed bump or whatever the the uh, the railing. You know. And yet we just keep, you know, playing the same... And the mental state doesn't play time the way we believe time is. It presupposes... It, it, the idea of you comes after consciousness making contact here. But when it arises, it implies it was before. It says you're the one who's conscious. Then we make something that doesn't show any thought or effort to be itself, which is to be conscious doesn't take any effort. But for us to become conscious is a fucking yeoman's job. Like my friend always says, you know, 12.05, you're fucking on top of the world. 12.11, you're in the pits of hell. Something suspicious. Things could swing so quickly. <laughs> Yeah? We're living... <coughs> we're living in the dreaming, yet we don't see that we're the dreaming. We're in a state of, we're dreaming this dream, we forget that we're dreaming it, and we give everything we're dreaming the power to affect us, as the dreamt. That's basically everyone's day. Yeah? Thoughts are being dreamt, but now, when they're seen as yours, when you own a thought and call it yours, it has the ability to own you. When you own a feeling and call it mine, that feeling now has the ability to own you. It can ruin your day. Yes? When you own an action, the action owns you. One action in your life can be used to produce so many harvests of guilt and shame. You'll never be left off the hook for that thing you thought you did. It doesn't. It makes you curious, right? I mean, you've got to get a sense of your role here, and that's all that AA does, really. AA, everyone now tonight that's at drinking at a bar does the first two columns of the inventory. They're doing them right now. They know who they're mad at and why. It's very clear that motherfucker at work is fucking with me and order another drink. Then AA comes along and says, hey, let's just look at our role in things. And it's taking us a very minor... It's like so much resistance. 
what, so what did it help? Oh, maybe I had some role in it. Ah! And then there's somewhat of a relief, almost like a, a quantum relief can happen. Everything else is just taking it back farther. To see your role to like the statement in the Course in Miracle, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's a freaking, that's a much bigger role than, oh yeah, I stepped on that guy's toe in the bar that set off the fight, you know? That's a much bigger role, yeah. And then, past that, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. I mean, now, and the farther you go back, the more relief there is. So if you go all the way back, through all the steps, all the way over to all the great philosophies, where you're going to end up is the starting point you're already at. Like the Course says, you know, you're going to, you're going to end up to this realization, I need do nothing. It may have looked like you had to do a whole lot of shit, because this is the dreaming. You're dreaming yourself back into the dreaming, basically. Yeah? So we're going to make this whole charade. Oh, I had to go through this and go through that. And, but then when you finally arrive at where you've always been, the realization, which is, suddenly seems to be available, which is, it's always been this way, it's never not been this way, seems like it's a new realization. But what you're realizing is what's always realized. So in a sense, how could that be happening if it's always happening? So you mean, it's like no time. No space, no relevance whatsoever. You had no role in it. Yes, there you go.